It's just what the doctor ordered. It's time for your daily dose of awesome. Check your hate and negativity at the door as mom, wife, teacher, and lover of life, Cindy Liming shares awesome, fun-loving tips on how you can bring positivity, fun, and laughter into your life and into the world. And now, here's your host, Cindy Liming. This is a Spiva Media production. It's just what the doctor ordered. It's time for your daily dose of awesome. Check your hate and negativity at the door as mom, wife, teacher, and lover of life, Cindy Liming shares awesome, fun-loving tips on how you can bring positivity, fun, and laughter into your life and into the world. And now, here's your host, Cindy Liming. Hey there, welcome to my show. My name is Cindy Liming and I talk about all the things that I find to be awesome in this journey called life. By sharing what I find, I hope that you too will be able to create more awesomeness in your corner of the world. So how are you all doing with the coronavirus shutdown? It's such a strange thing, isn't it? I've had probably every emotion possible all in a week's time. I'm a fifth grade teacher And schools were the first thing to go. I found out on a Thursday evening. I was getting my taxes done that night and then had to eat dinner. And needless to say, I didn't have time to get a jump start on schoolwork. In addition, that day, my my eight-year-old Haley had a little scare at school. Suddenly, her chest started hurting in math. The nurse called me in a panic and told me to get to school as soon as possible. In that moment, I felt fear and anxiety, and that quickly turned to stress because I was giving an IQ test to my students all day, and I had to quickly find someone to cover my class. My work family is great, so that part wasn't so hard. When my colleagues stepped up to the plate, I had a momentary feeling of relief. So that was handled, and on to the next. What was wrong with my little girl? Panic again. I raced to her school, and surely enough, she was red and panicking and grabbing hold of her chest. I took her to urgent care right away. Let's just say the words chest pain will get you in with a doc very quickly. In summary, she did not have chest pain, but a stomach ache. If you didn't know, your stomach is technically right below your rib cage and not by your belly button, which is what we tend to tell our kids when they are learning their body parts. But at that moment, it was just a stomach ache, so I had a feeling of relief. That Saturday, I played with Haley all day, and suddenly I got a fever of 100.4. Again, fear. Do I have the coronavirus? Panic was setting in again. The headlines were soaring across my mind as I imagined my administrators trying to calm the parents and the student body once word got out that an Amherst teacher had the coronavirus. I called the nurse on call, and she said I probably had a touch of the flu, but definitely not the coronavirus. Honestly, I probably got it from sitting in the urgent care with Haley. But I needed to rest, and by the grace of God, one of Haley's friends invited her over for a sleepover. And this was back in the day when they could have sleepovers, by the way. But again, it was a moment of relief. Decisions had to be made because our family had some major travel plans. I was to chaperone my 15-year-old daughter, McKenna, to Chicago for her choir field trip. She was to go to Costa Rica for her Spanish class the week after that. Those things were canceled. So we booked a flight to Florida. 
In all reality, we can still go. The airlines are not shut down. But my brother, who has a baby boy, will be there. And we don't want to catch something on the airplane and give it to him. And instead of my brother's family of five being stuck in their own home, we were about to invade it with six more people. And no, we didn't want to stay in a hotel. I love my family, but it's hard enough for just the four of us to be together this much in my own house, let alone 11 of us in my brother's house. With all the cancellations, we all felt disappointment. As reality started to set in, my son, who is a senior in high school, probably won't have prom. He was to receive some awards for basketball and participate in the dunk contest. All of that was canceled. Will graduation be canceled too? We don't know. How do I feel about that? I'm sad. My daughter's boyfriend is also a senior and going through the same thing, and they are both in theater. They had been working very hard with the rest of the cast on the play called Newsies. Do you have any idea how hard theater is? These kids work long hours, sometimes right after school until after 9 p.m. It's crazy. And guess what? They aren't performing for now, at least. Again, how do I feel about that? I'm sad. Monday, the teachers were required to come into work. Again, this is where panic set in. There are three other teachers that I work very closely with. Panic-stricken, we planned the best we could and divvied up jobs on how we were going to transform our learning objectives to be taught online, either to be self-taught by the students themselves, videoing ourselves, or having the parents handle it. I have no words to describe how this feels. The average to above average student will be fine with some guidance. What about the kids who are not? What about the kids who have unbearable home lives? They exist, you know. What about them? We are their safe place, and now, with each passing day, I stress over their silence. Where are they? They're not connecting with me via Google Classroom or email. With this, I feel anxiety once again. You might be thinking, geez, I thought this show was called Your Daily Dose of Awesome. What the heck? You're talking about stress and anxiety. Why? Well, I just need to tell you where I'm coming from. Right now, this is my outlet. I need you to know that I understand. We are all in this together. I understand what you are going through. If you're a parent and not a teacher, you did not sign up to be a teacher. If you are a teacher, you've had to change the way you do everything. For most of us, our workplace is now our home. So we still carry our job title, but now we are also mommy or daddy, teacher, daycare provider, chef, housekeeper, and we run a laundry service all under one roof while trying to keep everyone from killing each other. And then there are those who lost their jobs. What about them? As I get this info together to create the content for this episode, I'm starting to panic once again. But the title of this is, There's No Time to Be a Victim. And here's what I mean by that. My little summary at the beginning of this episode is just what happened over the course of a few days when this coronavirus shutdown all began. I didn't tell you some of the awful things I had to yell at my child when she was getting under my skin while I was trying to work. I didn't tell you how I wanted to walk away from everything and just keep walking to wherever. Notice all the emotions I mentioned in just the past few minutes. Anxiety, relief, panic, relief again, disappointment. My emotions keep going up and down. And you know what I realized? The negative emotions, the anxiety, and the panic, I don't have time for it. 
There's no time to be a victim. If I were to wallow in disappointment for too long, I would not see all the joy in this. And yes, there's joy. Keep listening. If I stayed with the feeling of disappointment, something else disappointing was coming, and then something else, and then something else. Since all of this has gone down, I have learned that it's okay to be sad, angry, anxious, disappointed, or frustrated, but don't stay there for too long. Get over it quick and start enjoying life again, because before you know it, there might be yet another disaster to deal with. If I don't put my big girl pants on while I have the chance, I'm just going to be a human shell of sadness all the time. I've got to keep moving on or I'm going to become a victim of all of this and I'm not going to do that. So how am I going to keep from becoming a victim? Well first I have to sort out what I can and cannot control. I've had to talk it out with my husband. I try to get him to talk it out with me too. Maybe you need to write it down. What can you control? I can control how I will react to my family when I'm frustrated. I can control my schedule for the most part. I can control what I wear. I can wear leggings and a sweatshirt all day every day if I want to. I couldn't do that at work. I can control how I look. I haven't worn makeup for days. Heck, I don't even have to do my hair anymore either. And honestly, I really haven't. (laughs) I can control what we will do for fun. I can control what we eat. I can control what we watch on TV. I can control how I will react to the media. What can't I control? I can't control how others are reacting. My husband went to pick up a pizza. There was a woman there who dropped her receipt. As an act of kindness, he simply picked it up and went to hand it to her. She flipped out and didn't want to touch it, fearing that he had the coronavirus. Really, lady? Someone else's hands just made your pizza. Someone else's hands just handed you the pizza box, your credit card, or (gasps) cash. Did she use the germ-infested forbidden cash? I don't want to see panic-stricken people. And if I don't want to, I don't have to look at Facebook, which, again, is something I can't control. I don't have anywhere to go. If I'm going to see the panic-stricken, all I have to do is turn on the TV. I get to decide if I'm going to look at it or not. Honestly, I don't like the media. I don't watch the news. If you want to feel better, quit watching the news. If something else closes down, I'll find out. Someone will tell me. Really, nothing else can possibly shut down except for grocery stores, gas stations, and medical facilities, and I really don't think they're going to take that away. So stop watching the news. Instead, if you want to know the latest statistics about the coronavirus, then go to the CDC website. I've included it in the show notes. You'll just have the facts there, and then you get to decide how you are going to react. Hearing on the news about how we need more beds and more masks and all the panic that goes with it isn't going to help us. It's good to know what's going on, but if I keep watching the news, I'm going to have to keep hearing it over and over and over. Once is enough for me. The media reminds me of raising a toddler. See, when a toddler is learning to walk they, and they fall, they look to us to see how we are going to react. If we freak out, then when, when the toddler falls, then so will the child. If we stay calm, so will the child. When we see the panic on the news, we panic. If we choose not to watch the news, we won't panic. The media decides how we are going to react. Don't be a victim. If you need to panic, panic. Just don't stay there. 
I did. I had my own little panic fest, but I also have three kids that live with me that need their mom to keep her crap together. You have a family that needs you to stay calm. Get busy. Get so busy that you don't even have time to think about the coronavirus. If you aren't busy enough already, find something to do. Get creative. If you have children, you're probably a hot mess. But just remember, more than likely, if you fall apart, so will the rest of your household. Like it or not, you are the glue. If you find that you don't have enough to do outside of work and taking care of your family, here are a few suggestions. Take a walk. Read a book. Listen to a podcast. I mean, I know you're listening to me, but I just discovered a podcast called Limetown. And I would love it if you would listen to this podcast. It's really good. I don't want to get into it right now. But if you would listen to it, let me know that you can so we can talk about it. No one that I talk to on a regular basis likes podcasts all that much. But if you do, this is a super good one. It's called Limetown. Work out. Crochet or try a hobby that you've been meaning to try. Start journaling and get your frustrations out on paper versus letting it out on the people you love. Try a 30-day challenge. There are loads of them on Pinterest, such as a photo challenge or a drawing challenge. I'm doing a light a candle each day and read for 15 minutes a day 30-day challenge. Write that book you've been meaning to write. Mari the House. Look that one up. But basically, it's a way to declutter your house, and I'm doing that. You might be thinking... After I have taken care of my family, while simultaneously working and feeding and homeschooling, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for one thing on that list. Well, I'm going to tell you, make the time. You want to keep it together? Make the time, even if it's just 15 minutes. You owe it to yourself. I can say this because I was not doing anything for myself when everything started to fall apart. And you know what? We were starting to fall apart. I started to get physically ill. Something else that I've had to do was change my mindset. I've had to tell myself things like, well, at least it's not the Ebola virus. Or I changed my complaints into positives, like instead of thinking, I hate working from home. This is awful. I can't get anything done. And I've said that. (laughs) But it doesn't help. So instead, I tell myself, I get to work. I have a home. I may not be getting my work done as efficiently as before, but I'm getting my laundry done. Instead of thinking, how am I going to keep my kids from killing each other? I think, what fun thing can we come up with to do together that we could all have fun doing? I also think about the things I'm going to miss when it's over. And you might be thinking, you've got to be kidding. What the heck are you going to miss about this? Well, I'll tell you, I'm going to miss being at home. In my normal life, I rarely get to be at home. I'm going to miss watching a movie with my kids. Do you know the last time I did that? I have no idea. I'm going to miss uh, bike rides with Haley. I'm going to miss the fact that I get to make a good meal for my kids instead of picking up fast food. I'm going to miss eating with all four of us together. Seriously, that has not happened in months. I'm going to miss having more time to work on this show, more time to work on my new show with my church. It's called the MZP, MZP, by the way. It stands for the Montrose Zion Podcast. Our church decided to start a new podcast so that we can reach our congregation. So if you need some church in the home, check it out. I'll put in the show notes. But seriously, take the time to figure out what will you miss. 
embrace our situation because right now it isn't going anywhere. We have no idea how long we're going to be like this. We can either choose to complain and be a victim or keep the world moving forward. In my book, there's no time to be a victim. So that's all I have to say about this. But let's continue the conversation in my Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash YDDOA. You can also find me on Instagram at YourDDOfAwesome and on Twitter at Cindy Liming, which is spelled C-Y-N-D-I-L-I-M-I-N-G. And also please check out my website for all things awesome at YDDOA.com. You will find all the deals, resources, and links that I talk about on this show and all of the episodes. That's YDDOA.com. Check it out and make it an awesome week. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.